Everything you know and have read about leadership development is about to be turned upside down. Leadership is a skilled profession. It requires discipline, the practice of specific principles. Leadership isn't about attaining power. It is about achieving the ultimate results of performance and productivity. Join us and learn about the influences, the sequences, and the consequences of leadership on the ground. This special edition series is made possible by Leadership Rigor, leading yourself, teams, and organizations. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Peetler and Todd Schnick. Good afternoon, and welcome back to episode six of this special edition leadership series, Leadership on the Ground. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler, the author of Leadership Rigor. Hello, Erica. How are you? Hi, Todd. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation about becoming a facilitator of progress because based on my assumptions on everything I've learned in episodes one through five, I have a feeling I am not a facilitator <laughs> of progress and I'm looking forward to getting into this. Before we do that, however, do remind the audience about the importance of what Leadership on the Ground is all about. Yes, Leadership on the Ground, we're having a conversation about what it looks like, feels like, and sounds like to be able to get performance and productivity. That's what we're looking for when we say Leadership on the Ground. And to be able to do that, we're talking about those things that we need to be conscious about, we need to be disciplined around, and we need to practice. And we've talked about, as you've mentioned, altitude, sequencing, emotional intelligence, style versatility. Now we're getting into that real critical place, which is the drivers of performance and productivity. And what does a facilitator of progress do in that regard? Well, I would accept as a definition of a leader that he or she is the facilitator of progress within an organization. I'm curious as to what you think on that, but that would make sense to me. So obviously, there's probably a lot of hurdles to progress. We ought to talk about some of those. One that comes to mind is how a leader is allocating time. Yeah, it's a great place to start, right? I mean, we have three resources that we are trying to work with as leaders, people, time, and money. That's it. That's what we have. So you know, when you think about it in that context, the non-renewable one, the one that we really have just the fixed amount of is really time. So to be a facilitator of progress to lead and get out of that do and manage level that we've been talking about. You have to be able to manage your time well. And I'll tell you a couple things that I see in organizations and with teams and leaders today that are hurdles. One is this concept that, you know, I say that time is related to money in that there are green dollars that we spend to get services or to buy product. But then there's this concept called blue dollars, which is our time, our time in meetings, our time that we're able to put towards performance and productivity. And as leaders, we really need to be conscious of both the green dollars that we have budgeted amounts to spend, but also the blue dollar time of our colleagues sitting in meetings that either they shouldn't be in, or maybe we don't have the right people in the meeting. That meeting goes a half an hour longer than it needs to be. How many blue dollars did we eat? And when we talk about leadership on the ground, I really want leaders out there to be thinking about their green dollars and their blue dollars and figuring out how can performance and productivity be tweaked just by that concept alone. Is there some sort of ratio between green versus blue dollars I ought to be thinking about, or is that dependent on the organization? It's not so much a ratio as it is this awareness that says, do I have an inclusion factor with the people that I'm working with such that I have the right people in the room at the right time doing the right work? And I'll give you another example of a progressive mindset, for example. One of the things that I hear a lot of people wanting to do is they want to be efficient. 
they strive for efficiency. We need to be more efficient. And I say, well, not necessarily, because if you look at that S-curve again, efficiency, I would submit, is on the lowest level. It's the bevel. Really? Yeah, we're trapped by trying to get in and out as quickly as possible. It's mm. all time-based. And you know what we don't do? We don't have the right topics on the agenda. We don't have enough time to really talk about the most important thing. So we have people who want to get in and out of a meeting in an hour. They don't care necessarily that they've talked about the right, wrong things, and maybe they haven't gotten clarity and closure. So we don't want necessarily efficiency as the only thing that we're going for. We want to make sure that we're effective. That's the middle level of that S-curve. Are we talking about the right subjects? May not be able to get out of there in an hour, may take an hour and a half, but do we have the right subjects on the agenda, the right people talking about it? And the highest level is productivity. You know, this to me is when the right people are in the room, they're talking about the right subjects. And here's the crux, back to emotional intelligence and style diversity and style versatility, rather. They are having the right behaviors in the room. The right behaviors in the room, they're not necessarily not having conflict and avoiding it, but they're not having unproductive behavior show up in the room. They know how to work with conflict. They know how to work with the debate and the dialogue to get to the best answers. <laughs> I suspect processes are also important in this conversation, either the wrong ones or the lack thereof. Yeah, you know, of being a facilitator of progress. When I think of this role, right, I think of people who are working at cross-functional interfaces, people who are trying to make things happen in an organization, and they are the antithesis of things are stuck, right? These are not the people that say, well, it's stuck in legal or it's stuck over here. A facilitator of progress is someone who gets in there and tries to figure out what's not working, where's the logjam, and how do we get a process around that or how do we solve that problem? So a couple of processes. One is we spoke a little bit about analytical rigor. Analytical rigor is a great way to take data and information and then move into insights and choices and come out with decisions and actions because that facilitates the process and the problem solving and the issue discussion. Love that model as a facilitator of progress. I also, though, want to make sure that as a facilitator of progress, I make sure I'm doing some really basic things. So if I'm calling a group of people into a meeting, I'm making sure I'm setting those expectations we were talking about mm -hmm. so that the experience matches it. You know how people come out of a meeting and they say, oh, that was worse than I thought. Yeah. Or, oh, that was this. Well, expectations weren't managed and it wasn't facilitated well. Well, we talked about at the very top of this series, this is a skilled profession. And hearing this now, I recognize how much of being a facilitator of progress is really an important skill set. What skills do you need to be a very strong facilitator of progress? Yeah, you know, facilitating progress, the skills that you need, one is you have to be able to have productive conflict in a room, right? You might have to name that pink elephant. You may have to name that you disagree with someone and that there's an alternate point of view that you want to have or that you want to bring to the table. So, you know, the facilitator of progress doesn't just sit there and say, Todd's my boss and he kind of said that, so I'm not going to be the one that disagrees with him. The facilitator of progress says, hey, wait a second, I have a different way of looking at that. Let's talk about this. So they're not afraid to go into productive conflict. But also that facilitator of progress is not afraid to call out an unproductive behavior. One of the things we talked about was how accountability in organizations is so elusive on the ground, right? Mm. We, we think we can improve performance and productivity with greater accountability. The biggest reason that we don't have accountability and that organizations don't reach their highest level is because there are unproductive behaviors that people have, usually our leaders, that we're not able to give them that feedback and tell them, hey, you know, we need you to not dominate in the meeting. You know, we need to be able to socialize other ideas. We want to be able to hear from a diverse group of people in the room 
And we don't want to just hear your point of view. You're directing too much, as we talked about in the last session. You're not participative and you're not really open to our different ideas. So the facilitator of progress is a strong voice in the room, someone who is playing both a functional role, but also an organizational interface role. And they're able to say what needs to be said to the leaders so that the teams can really get to the best places and and put the best ideas on the ground. All right. Erica and I will return after this quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international bestselling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess structure and facilitate solutions leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced take the rigor challenge and ask yourself do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches the choice is yours will you rigor it you can purchase leadership rigor on amazon or by visiting ericpeedler.com all right todd schnick Back with Erica Peetler and Leadership on the Ground. So, Erica, during the break, I was reflecting on what you had talked about at the top half of this episode. I'm now wondering, I don't think everyone is a facilitator of progress. Is this a skill you can learn? I believe it is a skill you can learn. I think the building blocks to learning about this is, you know, to knowing that it is in fact a role. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know what's a role and, and what the expectations are, I think it's hard to just maybe naturally play it. That's why some of this language and some of these conversations that we're having is so important because people don't understand, let's say, altitude and sequence until you tell them about it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Same thing with a facilitator of progress, working cross-functionally and understanding how to find common ground. That's something you can work on. That's something you can get better at. Productive conflict. What does it sound like? you know? And how do I do it in a way that doesn't necessarily risk or destroy a relationship that we were talking about? But how do I find that communication and that language to say it in a way that people can really hear it? So it's a set of skills that you can learn. I think it's also an underpinning of this concept that I like to talk about and and I've written about in Leadership Rigor, and that is we need to be change-ready as leaders. So when you think about facilitating progress, right, being change-ready means going into your toolbox, really reading the social awareness of what's happening in the room and being able to select consciously a leadership style and a way to go after what's happening in that room so that you can bring those people forward to the next level and put that performance and that productivity further on the ground. Interesting. Talking about change ready, maybe it's important for us to define what you mean by progress when you say a facilitator of progress. Is it managing change? Is it profit? Is it lowering turnover? I mean, how do you define what that progress is? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, we're talking about leadership on the ground as performance and productivity. And performance and productivity are a combination of a lot of things. Performance is really results and behaviors, right? So that results could be top line, it could be bottom line, it could be cost management, and it's also the behaviors that we're looking for. Productivity, getting the most out of our resources. Progress is what's happening in between the performance and the productivity to keep the peanut moving forward, to Mm. keep the conversation advancing, to not get the log jam, not get the bureaucracy, and to make sure that, again, we started at the top of this with green and blue dollars. Are we getting the most out of the green and blue dollars that we're spending so the performance and productivity is getting on the ground? 
And I suspect it's fair to say this does not only apply to the organizational level. This is this seems to me this could apply to the individual, to the team and the organization. Absolutely. Everyone on the team and those that are going to be uh, those emerging leaders, right? Those individuals who start to show signs of even at that individual contributor level facilitating progress and helping colleagues get to a faster solution or overcoming a problem, that's a great sign that perhaps they're getting ready to take another level and go to that team leadership level. The facilitator of progress, great one point to also make, you know, that functional team leader who's able to sometimes say, hey, this may not be good for my team, but it's good for the organization and I need to help my guys understand that is a facilitator of progress and possibly someone who could be leading at that organizational level. Mm -hmm. I suspect it's a common trait that when you see someone within an organization or a team certainly is not the defined leader, but they do things and they take actions that they become a facilitator of progress within that team, within that organization. And that's a clue to someone's future potential. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a clue to future potential and something that if I'm someone who's leading a team, I'm looking to manage that talent. I'm looking for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, in reviewing our series so far and thinking about altitude and sequence and emotional intelligence, and it strikes me as style versatility is really critical at this stage as well. I mean, I think you have to be able to blend those styles as we talked about in episode five. I think that really facilitates your ability to be a facilitator of progress. It does. And it's a great point. It's why the uh, style versatility preceded this. If mm-hmm. your toolbox isn't rich enough, you probably won't have eno- enough go-to opportunities to facilitate that progress. And I'll tell you the ultimate progress, right? And the ultimate progress to close out this segment is, you know, the greatest leaders don't leave things on the table untidy. They drive for clarity and closure. How many times have you been in a meeting where the leader doesn't close it out and doesn't have clarity of who's going to do what by when? Too many times. The facilitator of progress gets the clarity and the closure and they leave every meeting and they say, okay, who's going to do what by when? Because that's when we know we'll get that performance and productivity on the ground because people are clear. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Boy, episode seven is critical. It's about how we're going to create our action agenda and make all this happen. So on behalf of my colleague, Erica Peetler, I am Todd Schnick. Leadership on the Ground, episode seven. We'll return next week. We'll see you then. Mm -hmm.